Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Tuesday, February 21st. Ian Cameron uh, with you and joined once again. He was on with us, I think, a couple of months ago was when he joined us. Uh, my fellow Ian, uh, right. Ian Starkman. Stark Vegas, I'm going to start calling him. I love it. His yeah. last name Stark. And, of course, we're talking betting perspective NHL every single day on this show. But, Stark, it's good to be with you once again. How are things? Oh, great to join you. Uh, things are good. It's been uh busy but i'm loving it i'm in the rinks all the time with uh, little kids coaching uh-oh <laughs> we got our technical issues here it's funny we were Being, actually delayed. Uh, oh go ahead we got watching you yeah watching all your picks and following along it's been a, a great uh adventure recently and you've been on fire so it's been fun to follow you yeah, absolutely. Good to have you back on the show. And before we even get into the Tuesday card and looking back at yesterday where we had a couple afternoon games as well because of the holidays on both sides of the border, uh, the Leafs, you're a Leaf fan, uh, yep. obviously. You love this team. The big trade, of course, Ryan O'Reilly, O.O. Uh, O'Reilly, auto parts, as I always sing. Uh, he gets dealt to the Leafs from the St. Louis Blues and Nolachari. Don't sleep on his addition to this hockey team either. Uh, very, very good, strong, useful player at playoff time, especially playing on that fourth line. But your thoughts on that deal as a Leaf fan? Yeah, you know what? Friday night, I uh, was having a couple beers. It was a little bit late, uh, watching some sports. Uh, my brother-in-law was over, and all of a sudden, it pops up. Leafs get O'Reilly. Wow, great move. That's awesome. And it just happened that we were going to the Leafs game Saturday night against Montreal. So we started thinking, is he going to be there? Is he going to play? What's going to happen? And sure enough, we find out Saturday, not only is he there, he's going to play, and he's in the lineup. He's playing center and moving John Tavares over to the wing. That one was a yeah. little bit confusing to me, but maybe it's something that they're just going to let it happen for the first little bit. Let that top six really roll. And then as we get closer to, you know, playoffs and really thinking long-term about hopefully a, a nice playoff run, moving him into that third line center. Now, he looked great. Obviously, he's going to have a little bit of jump coming into a new team. Uh, he fit in well. Uh, he's going to give some toughness. He's going to give some veteran leadership. You know, one of the, one of the only guys left in the league we were trying to count them maybe on one hand that that doesn't wear a visor anymore so he's always in the mix and he was grinding up saturday so looking to see what what he does as a maple leaf moving forward yeah absolutely and uh you know what i think it's you're right it's that's exactly what it is uh it's an extension uh it's a situation where you've got someone that uh you know can play center because obviously it's traditional center but can play wing uh, and they're, they just want to experiment it because I think they want him in the top six rather than yeah. just automatically slide him down to the three center spot behind Matthews and Tavares. But the thought of that, though, still, if it does happen at some point and he's the third line center of a Matthews, Tavares, O'Reilly, one, two, three down the middle at the center ice position is pretty uh, impressive, pretty uh, it, it's it's wondrous to think about it. Uh, that's for sure if you're a Leaf fan uh, and how good that could end up being. Uh, yesterday was um, a weird day. Uh, it was an up and down day for uh, me on the uh, ice with the uh, betting uh, aspect of things. Uh, it started with Boston getting by Ottawa. Uh, a horrible loss for Seattle. I mean, I don't know what happened yesterday to them, but they get blanked 
by the San Jose Sharks. When James Reimer is shutting you out, you got problems. Yeah. And we saw that with the uh, Seattle Kraken yesterday. So that was frustrating as um, really liked a lot of Kraken props in that game. And not a nary a one is going to cash when in a game where you get shut out, obviously. Uh, and that's exactly what happened to Seattle. Uh, thankfully, we got a late goal from Mikey Acemont. I mentioned him on yesterday's show. He was moved up to the top line with Logan Couture. In the absence of both Hurdle and that's another thing that was so shocking about that game is there was no Tomas Hurdle, there was no Timo Meyer for the San Jose Sharks. Still end up shutting out Seattle for nothing uh, yesterday, but uh, definitely uh, a situation where Esimon at plus six fifty scoring a goal was great. Uh, yeah. Helped me out a lot, minimized the damage, you know, uh, a lot a, when it comes. And to you that. know, it's a unique time in the season and you notice it when you look at the lines today and it's obviously started this past weekend where you know there's teams are really pushing for spots and playoffs and all that but there's other teams that are just either tanking or their players are really trying to prove themselves to get traded or contracts next year so you're not sure what's going to come of it but that makes there there's some value out there that you can go and get with some of these bottom teams no question about it no question about it and you're gonna and you got to get more creative essentially is what you got to do as an NHL better at this time of year. I mean, you can't be laying minus 300, 400, 500 road oh, favorites uh, routinely at this time of year. It'll cripple your bankroll. You just can't have that happen. So uh, you got to be a little bit more cautious, selective. That's the best word I can think of selective, you know, at this time of year, uh, no doubt. Uh, and then we saw, uh, I can't even be, say I'm shocked about what the Calgary flames did. You know, and I said yesterday, I'm not we just when we think they get a big win against the Rangers, get on a run, string some wins together. There they go lose into the Philadelphia Flyers at home who had just got smacked down in back to back road games by the Kraken and the Canucks. So there yeah. you go. I mean, Calgary, again, just can't find a way to put. And, and again, another one of these games, they've had a million of these games this year, Stark, where they basically outplayed the opponent, had the edge and shots, the edge and puck possession. The edge and territorial play, high danger chances, all of that bullshit, and it's it's a loss at the end of the day. And they've had a bunch of these, and it's just hurting them. It's killing them. These lost points. Yeah, Daryl Sutter looks like uh, he just wishes he was back at the farm. Like he is sick of these players. They don't want to listen to him. They don't want to play that he knows how to play and how to win, as he's proven as a coach in multiple different locations. Uh, this team just isn't buying in, and for whatever reason. I think he's had enough with them and, and it's almost becoming a lost season for the flames. Unfortunately, who had such high expectations coming out of uh, the off season. Yeah. I mean, they are still right there. I mean, they're only one point back in Minnesota for the last wild card spot, but boy, they just can't put uh, any kind of win streak together. They can't win three, four, five in a row. I can't even remember the last time they did that. Yeah. Uh, and again, Jacob Markstrom, he needs to make a save or two there when that game was on the line, although they've really let him down. This was more on the defense in front of him. They did not play well. And you look at the kid in net for Philly uh, who started yesterday because it was the front end of a back to back. They're saving Carter Hart for the game tonight against Edmonton. But Samuel Erson once again played extremely well in net for the uh, Flyers last night. Uh, and his record, I think, is now six and one. And he's won six straight starts, six and one overall now as a starting goalie for the uh, Flyers. And he was very good uh, once again for them and leading them to victory over Calgary. Winnipeg, uh, you talk about actually both of these night games. Two just simultaneous, incredible goaltending performances. Ilya Sorokin for the New York Islanders and Connor Hellebuck for the Winnipeg Jets. They were just spectacular. Both goalies, incredible saves, tough saves, high degree of difficulty saves, many of them throughout the night and throughout each of those two games. 
and really stealing victories for their respective teams. Islanders shouldn't have beaten the Penguins last night. Pittsburgh was the best. Again, that's two losses to the Islanders where Pittsburgh was the better team in both games. They outplayed the Islanders Friday night there at Belmont Park, and they ended up having a big fat L to go home with. And that's the only thing they got out of it. Same thing last night where they have a nice two-to-one lead. They're controlling the play. And next thing you know, bing, bang, boom, third period. The Islanders get two goals, and they end up winning that game 3-2. I feel bad for Jari. Jari's first game back, and the two goals, he probably should have had both of them. You know, he probably could have stopped both of those goals that went in. It was, one of the, it was one of those situations where you just want your goalie to stay in the net, uh, yeah. trying to skate yeah. around and handle the puck. But it was nice to see some physical play and a little bit of intensity in that game. And and those teams obviously have a bit of a rivalry and there's going to be some bad blood. And it kind of makes me already start thinking about the playoffs, which I'm looking forward to, and and some some good aggressive play, which, as we know, the game changes come April and May. Yeah, no question. Um, so it was again, if you're the Islanders, if you're the Rangers, the two New York teams, you probably deserved the win last night, but you didn't get it. Uh, and it was a good performance. It was even it's Hellebuck with 50 plus saves in that game, wow. uh, just absolutely spectacular. Uh, and the Jets were opportunistic, you know, the chances they got, they uh, ended up putting the puck in the net. So, uh, Jets with the win, and of course, the uh, Islanders uh, with the win. Uh, and uh, certainly for Pittsburgh now. Uh, very, very tedious ground that they stand on right now in terms of the uh, playoff uh, race. And yes, Brian Burke was having a uh, going nuclear in the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins press box. Rob Rossi who does a great job covering the Penguins, and he's been with them for uh, ever for as long as I've known as long as I've known him. Uh, definitely uh, mentioning that uh, Brian Burke was not a happy guy uh, in that Penguins uh, press box. That Irish temper. Uh, maybe getting the better of them uh, last night in uh, that game against the uh, Islanders. And it was a very physical game, almost had a line brawl mm-hmm. uh, at one point in that game uh, as well. So that's what happens when two teams are battling for the playoffs and you're playing each other twice in four days. You know, the bad blood and the animosity is certainly going to rise. Uh, all right, there will be no bad blood. There will be no animosity amongst uh, all of us tonight when we're joining each other on the BetCast. There it is, the Ice Guys live BetCast tonight. 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, live betting and commentary with uh, me. Alex B. Smith's not with us right now, but he'll be uh, present for the uh, BetCast tonight. Uh, and, of course, we'll have a bunch of our viewers and our listeners of the show uh, joining us on the BetCast stream. And there is still plenty of room, plenty of spots uh, available if you want to join us. So DM at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com. Say, hey, I want to join the BetCast and we will make sure we send the link to you for the uh, BetCast uh, before it begins tonight. So looking forward to it, and we'll be getting into these weekly BetCasts now the rest of the season. Most of them will be on Tuesday nights. We will be doing the occasional Saturday uh, BetCast, probably one Saturday BetCast a month where we'll do Saturday instead of Tuesday. Uh, A date to be determined with that, but uh, definitely looking forward to tonight, Tuesday night BetCast, nine games on tap, uh, and we will begin at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and we'll go through the entire slate. You know, we'll be on live right until the end of that Flyers-Oilers game, which will probably be around 11.30 p.m. Eastern time, maybe midnight, depending on when it ends, but yeah, we'll be with you all throughout uh, the uh, Tuesday night card, so uh, looking forward to that. Again, DM or email me. Uh, if you want to join us on the BetCast. Uh, all right, let's turn our attention to tonight. We've got nine games in the NHL, and we will begin in Tampa, where it's the Anaheim Ducks and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay minus 580. Risk 580 to win 100? No, thank you. Uh, the total six and a half here in this game. Uh, Lightning obviously should win. They are coming off a road trip, though. So, And we said that with the Rangers yesterday, that tricky spot, when you, especially when you're coming back home from the West. 
You know, that is not easy uh, for teams to be at their best, to play a great hockey game in that situation. And we got Tampa Bay coming back uh, off a, a road trip. Now, theirs wasn't all the way out to the West Coast. You know, they played in uh, Dallas. They played in Colorado. They played in Arizona. And then they went as far west as Vegas for the last game of that road trip where they lost 5-4 to four, uh, to the Golden Knights. But uh, still, you know, it's definitely uh, a situation where uh, it's not the easiest spot in the world for Tampa Bay. But is Anaheim good enough to take advantage of it? You know, that's the question uh, about that. And if you're Anaheim, that's a tough one yesterday. You're leading Florida multiple uh, leads two to nothing, three to two in the third period, and typical Anaheim can't hold the lead. That's been a recurring theme from them all season long. Uh, Florida ties it up, and then they win in overtime 4-3 yesterday afternoon, uh, an early start for Anaheim, their fifth straight loss. Uh, and now they got to go to Tampa on a back-to-back. So it's not a great spot. It's it's bad spot versus bad spot, or it's questionable spot versus questionable spot, I, I think you can say. It's not the greatest situation for the Lightning off the road trip, but they're off a loss too. Let's keep that in mind. So I think the urgency will be there for Tampa Bay, especially because they lost back-to-back to end that trip. They lost in a shootout to Arizona where it was just a theft of a game from Connor Ingram. He was outstanding in net. And then, of course, they have the 5-4 loss to the Golden Knights. So this could be a situation where Tampa Bay doesn't take Anaheim lightly. Uh, and Anaheim's 1-6 and six this year, by the way, uh, on the second night of back-to-back games. Uh, so that's not exactly a team you want to trust in this spot. But what do you do? I mean, what do you do if you want to bet at Tampa? You can't even bet the puck line. It's too damn expensive. Um, you can't even, you know, the, the first period puck line, which I usually like with Tampa Bay when they're at home off a bad road game. And they actually have been very good in this spot. They've cashed a couple of times, Tampa Bay, especially first period puck line. Even that you got to lay, you got to lay a price, you know, minus 125, you know, on a first period puck line on the Tampa Bay line. I, I do kind of like that. I just wish the price was better uh, on that, but I certainly could make a case for that. If I were to do, do anything pregame with the Lightning, and of course this is a betcast night, so we don't have to, you know, force pregame bets. We can watch the games unfold on the betcast, and then we can live bet in game. This is the perfect live betting type of game. Uh, I do kind of like Tampa in the first period, minus a half, minus one twenty-five, because they've been good coming off a road and off a road loss, especially when they return home. They've been good jumping on the opponent in the first period in these spots. So I might look in that direction. Certainly the overs in play. I think you will see goals here, many of them from uh, Tampa Bay uh, in this game. We talk about how the Lightning, anything, any game with the Lightning right now, Stark, where the total's not seven and at six and a half or less, it's hard not to bet over. I mean, 6-3, have been the final scores for uh, Anaheim. Uh, in their games lately. Uh, so the over definitely makes sense. And from a prop standpoint, you look at what the Ducks are allowing in shots, 59, 39, 44, 40, 55. Do you know what that means? You load the fuck up on lightning shots on goal props tonight. Yeah. That's exactly what you do. And you could pick from a bunch of different guys. You could go stamp ghost. You can go Hedman's been shooting the puck a lot. Braden point. I think it's a good prop tonight for shots. Anybody Tampa Bay get involved with it. Uh, they are going to fire a lot of rubber tonight at whoever's in net for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. It was Gibson, who was just spectacular yesterday. He's the only reason they got a point. Uh, Florida had 50 shots in that game. Uh, it might be the young kid, Dostal, uh, tonight for the uh, Ducks. I think he has supplanted, at least for now, uh, Anthony Stolarz as the backup goalie because Stolarz is injured. 
mm-hmm. uh, at this point in time. So uh, it could be Lucas Dostal uh, here tonight for the uh, Ducks and net. Either way, I expect a lot of shots being fired, a lot of rubber peppered at Anaheim's goaltender, just like it always is. So, yeah, any shots on goal involving Kucherov is a good one. Yeah, Kucherov, Point, Stamkos, uh, Hedman. They're all good player prop looks tonight, and I'll be betting all of them, and I'll uh, recap that. Certainly, that'll be a big part of the bet cast. This is going to be a very prop-heavy game for me. Uh, what do you think here, Stark, Anaheim, Tampa Bay? You know, that's just like me. Like, when I go to games, I, I got to I gotta hit a lot of the props because you're watching every second yep. of it live. So I, I like to see that. Uh, that's me now. every game regardless of whether I'm watching <laughs> it or not. <laughs> see, I'm thinking just a little bit different, but we get to the same spot. I know that Tampa Bay – coming from the the West Coast, playing those games. And usually I'm the same way. That first game back home, I get a little cautious about that. You know, you come back to your regular life. You got things to do. You got errands to run, and you got to get back together, and you got to get ramped back up to play at home. But with this Tampa Bay Lightning team, you know, they're 21-4-2 at home, only three points back at the least, two games in hand. This is a veteran team. And you know that that plane ride back from Vegas after losing now two in a row, there was some there were conversations had saying, hey, guys, we got to be serious here. We got to make a push. We we know that our GM's probably going to go do something in the next couple of weeks. And if you want to be one of the guys staying here, it's now's the time to prove yourself. <clears throat> then you got the Ducks, who we mentioned played yesterday, going back to back. And they're a bit of a younger team. Is that going to be more of an issue for them? Are they going to be having a little bit of a harder time getting going? Yes, they're going to be pumped to be playing one of the top teams in the league and maybe want to prove themselves. But it's a tough matchup for them as well. Now, where I saw, I thought I saw Gibson might be playing too. So I know Anaheim maybe hasn't announced who their goalie is going to be. But with Gibson, his his goals against average is 4.07. His last four starts, he's let up 22 goals that's an average of five and a half just on their own that almost gets you to the over having said that when i see a a team at minus 580 i can't even come close to even wanting to bet them and i really don't believe in the ducks enough so that makes me look two different ways having said what i just said about the ducks and and their goaltending and and you mentioned the shots they're giving up i'm gonna go with the tampa bay team total over five and a half minus 120 i think they're going to do the majority of the scoring and yeah it might get to the overall total as well but who knows if anaheim is able to get those couple goals to push you over that so give me the tampa bay team total over i do agree with you i like the first period puck line minus 125 is where i saw it i mentioned they're going to come out hot in the first period because they need to prove themselves that the last two games that wasn't really who the tampa bay lightning are this veteran team You know there was a chat, come out hot, let's set the tone right, let's get ourselves back in the right groove. You know, losing to those teams in Arizona and in Vegas, that's not like them. So it's going to be a hot first period for the Lightning. So give me the uh, puck line on Tampa Bay in the first period. There you go. And that's, yeah, minus 125 for uh, Tampa Bay. And uh, you rarely see that. Tampa, uh, first period puck line, you actually have to lay a price, but that's how big of a favorite Tampa Bay is. So it's minus a half, minus 125 for a Tampa Bay first period puck line. So I mentioned all those lightning uh, props uh, in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of um, shots on goal props. They're all good options. I think the, I think you'll cash like, you know, 80% of them, if not all of them, you know, because and I'm just just hemorrhages shots on goal. You know, they just give up a shit ton of them. So you can go with a bunch of different, like I said, uh, Tampa Bay shots on goal props tonight. All those guys I mentioned, Stamkos, uh, Point, Kucherov, Hedman, 
uh, go on down the list. They're all going to be, I think, good bets tonight. But for Anaheim, there's actually a couple. Uh, if you look at their shots on goal, because I think they'll, they'll they'll get some. You know, it's obviously that they're going to get get some shot. Frank Petrano's one. He's gone over his shots on goal three of the last four games uh, and heavily over. If you look at Petrano's numbers, uh, he enters this game having four, six, and three shots on goal three of the last four games. And his over two and a half is only plus 110, plus 100. There's been no adjustment yet by odds makers. They've not reacted at all to this recent bump up in shooting the puck more from Frank Petrano, Frank the Tank playing on that second line for Anaheim. So uh, I think that's probably a good player prop uh, shots on goal prop tonight uh, in this game Trevor Zegras look if anyone's going to do anything offensively in a game where I don't think Anaheim's going to score a ton of goals but uh, if there's anyone that's going to do something it'll be Zegras if you actually He's look at his point prop it's probably not a bad option here tonight because you go back and look at the last uh, one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen games uh, Trevor Zegras has a point in 13 of the last 16 games for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. So yeah, that's a pretty good per- percentage on your side for a Trevor Zegras uh, point prop uh, in this game tonight. So uh, keep an eye on that. I had the uh, odds board up here a second ago, but let me see what the uh, updated price is on that. But yeah, you were talking about the the one guy that's been a constant for Anaheim in terms of at least chipping in offensively, Zegras, 13 of the last 16 with a point. Yeah, his point prop's only minus 128, you know, at FanDuel. So it's very, very reasonable. Uh, no question about that. So, uh, and like I said, for Tampa Bay, uh, they're probably going to light things up quite a bit tonight offensively themselves. So keep an eye on that. Uh, it could go in a bunch of different ways, but uh, you know, you could see. I think the big guns are going to step up when they're off a loss and they're off two straight losses. I don't try to get cute and say, "Oh, this is the night Nemesnikov's going to score." No, Nick Paul is going to score, or Colton, or one of the depth guys. I focus on the big guns. Those are the guys that have got to answer the call, answer the bell off back-to-back road losses to Arizona and Vegas. Who was that? Stamp goes Kucherov, Point, uh, you, you name it. Kalorn, yeah. those are the those guys. Those are the ones that have got to prove it. They're the ones, you know, they're talking the talk in the dressing room, so now they're going to go out and prove it. And, and uh, yeah, I like them. That first period, they're going to come out hot. Uh, it'd be great if you could hit a few of those props early on in the first period and then just sit back and enjoy the rest of the game. Yeah, that's not a bad option too. If your book offers first period team oh, totals, it's yep. not often. Uh, not every book has them. Most of them do, I believe. Though now, you can get over one and a half plus one forty on a Tampa Bay first period team total. So first period team total Tampa Bay over one and a half plus one. That's pretty good. That's actually might be even better than taking the puck line. Yeah, uh, honestly. Because there's a good chance they get two, two nothing, two one after the first period. I could see it. I think the last time I took Tampa Bay first period puck line start, they led two to one after the first period at home, and so the team total over in the first yep. period would have cashed. So it's a good option. Rich H is on top of that. It's a really good option in my opinion. Maybe looking at that Lightning team total over one and a half at a plus price. Uh, in the first period. All right, Montreal, New Jersey. We've got the uh, Devils minus three fifty. Home favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Uh, Montreal, of course, uh, we know that they are a pretty uh, riddled hockey team right now and shorthanded with all the uh, absences out of the lineup. I mean, it's Caden Gooley and Arbor Jackeye and Chris Weidman and Joel Edmondson, four pretty much starting blue liners right there all out. um, Cole Caulfield, of course, on IR weeks ago. He ain't coming back. Brendan Gallagher on IR. Jake Evans on IR. Sean Monahan on IR. 
Uri Slavkovsky on IR. Kirby Dock is now out uh, as well for the Montreal Canadiens. So it is the infirmary, and it is full. There's no room at the end. There's no room in the infirmary uh, right now uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens with everything that they're dealing with uh, at this point in time. I will say this, though, about them. They continue to battle. I mean, with as depleted a roster as they have right now, you got to give Marty St. Louis some credit for keeping this team's effort level high. You know, they're obviously going through some tough times now. They've lost two in a row as the injuries have mounted. They haven't been the same team on the road. You know, most of this, these Montreal upsets have been at home. You know, if you actually look at their recent results, the win against the Islanders, the win against the Oilers, the win against the Blackhawks, all of them at home. And then they go on the road, they get slapped, and they get beaten up 11-3 to combined score against Carolina and Toronto uh, in their last two games. So, you know, it is. It keeps us right in the chat. It's an AHL team. It's an AHL roster right now. That's what yeah. they have. So it's tough to back them. But, you know, again, do you want to lay minus 350 with any team? No, I don't. So, I, look, New Jersey's playing well. They got Jack Hughes back, 2-0 and with Jack Hughes back in the lineup, beating Pittsburgh and Winnipeg. Uh, in back-to-back games over the weekend, no question. So, uh, you know, it's uh, obviously I can't really make a strong case for Montreal. You know what you can do, and I've, I've, I've talked about this potentially, you could do Tampa Bay, New Jersey, Carolina, three-team money line parlay and get around even money, minus 110 with that. Yep. You know, that's not bad. I could I, – I, upsets can happen. We get it. But I think it's very difficult for Anaheim to beat Tampa tonight. I think it's going to be very difficult for this AHL – type roster that Montreal's trotting out there to beat New Jersey tonight. And St. Louis is the ultimate bet against team for me right now. I want no part of the Blues. They're trading away people. That was a pathetic effort against Ottawa. They're they're just no good right now as they continue to get rid of players before the deadline. So Carolina should beat them. So to me, that's the way you maybe go about it. String together a three-team money line parlay with Devils, with Canes, with uh, Lightning, those three teams, and you'll get around minus 110. I'd consider doing that. This is Other than that, it's more of a prop game for me here uh, and more focusing on Devils props in this game. Dougie Hamilton, uh, shots on goal. We keep on rocking that. Uh, definitely Jack Hughes as well, shooting the puck a lot the last game. I think his shots on goal number I think is worth a look again. because, And I know it's four and a half, but this guy's like getting five, six shots here in, in many a game for the uh, New Jersey Devils. So, Uh, I think you could even look in that direction as far as the uh, shots on goal number uh, is concerned. Uh, And uh, as far as uh, some other uh, looks here, I'm just looking at the uh, recent form uh, here in this game. Oh, Dawson Mercer. Let's talk about Dawson Mercer here for the uh, New Jersey Devils. Jack Hughes gets the attention. Jesper Bratt gets the attention. Uh, Nico Heeshear, of course, uh, gets a lot of attention. And Heeshear over shots on goal is probably a good look tonight as well along with Hughes. But Dawson Mercer's now up on the top line with Heeshear and Tomas Tatar. And Dawson Mercer's really gotten it going since he's given this been given this opportunity by Lindy Ruff. He has five points and four goals in the last three games for the uh, New Jersey Devils. He's a great prop look tonight across the board. Goal prop, point prop is excellent for uh, Dawson Mercer because if you actually look, he has gotten a point in three straight games. He has scored a goal in three straight games for the uh, New Jersey Devils. So, yeah, it's a Dawson-Mercer prop night here for me uh, in this game. It's one of my favorite goal and point props of the entire night, actually. Uh, Dawson-Mercer right now for the Devils. What I like about his game is he goes to the net. He takes the puck to the net hard. He goes to the tough areas to score goals. Plus 290 to get a goal. 
Uh, plus 105 at DraftKings to get a point. That is an incredible price. Plus 105 Dawson Mercer to get a point for the New Jersey Devils tonight. A guy that's got, what, what in the last uh, three games? He's got five of them, I believe, in terms of points uh, in the uh, last three games for the uh, Devils. Yeah, five points in the last three games. Three straight games with a point. It's plus 105. It's a great price uh, on Dawson Mercer to get a point and get on the score sheet. What do you think here, Stark? Montreal, New Jersey. Yeah, and I mentioned this. I saw the Montreal Canadiens live in person on Saturday night against the Leafs, and it's breaking news. They suck. They're awful. They're an AHL team. They didn't play well. They scored the first goal, and I immediately hammered the Leafs' money line to come back and win. And, of course, the Maple Leafs took over that game right away. Uh, it's one of the great things about live betting now and being able to be at the game and do that. So really enjoyed that. I mean, yes, I know Montreal is bad. But we're really going to consider the New Jersey Devils as a powerhouse team in the East. I'm not. They're not up there with the, you know, the Lightning and Bruins and Maple Leafs. I, I just don't see it. They're a good team, but they're not good enough to consider them one of the elite teams in the East. And for that reason, they kind of scare me on betting on them, uh, kind of like I just did with Tampa Bay. You never know what you're going to get. Could Montreal, you know, could some of these young guys pull out a win and maybe make it a close game or take it to overtime, which rules out any sort of regulation bet? It could happen. So I, I really am cautious about betting for the New Jersey Devils. Vancek's a good goalie, only two goals against in his uh, previous three starts. Well, Montabum, he's a decent goalie as well, but he's got something he's got to prove after his last game against Carolina. He gave up six goals on 41 shots. Having said all that, for this game, I'm going to go with the under six and a half. It's minus 120 right now. Look, it's a bet the under. Don't look at the score until about 10 p.m. to confirm it was a 3-1 Devils win in a boring game, and then you collect your winnings. That's all I want to do with this game because I, it's not one I want to watch. I watched Montreal Saturday. I don't want to see them ever again. Just let me look at my app at the end of the day to prove that New Jersey won this one under six and a half. All right, under six and a half. I could see this being under because I could see four one five one. I could see it being that kind of game uh, for uh, New Jersey, where New Jersey gets their goals, but you wonder if Montreal gets theirs. You know, uh, yes. in this matchup here tonight, and it looks like, by the way, it's going to be uh, Vitek uh, Vanacek for the uh, Devils uh, in uh, net tonight, and uh, we and Montembeau has been confirmed, of course, for the uh, Montreal uh, Canadiens uh, for their as uh, their starting goaltender tonight. And I just want to look at one more thing here. I just want to see what the price is on this here. Yeah, minus one forty-five. That's not bad. But Jack Hughes assist. You know his point prop is obviously look. It's if you want to get. Uh, for, for him to get a point, you got to lay minus 400. You know, wow. that's how good he's been. Yeah. One and a half points is plus 115, which is if you're going to bet Jack Hughes points props, you've got to go in the over one and a half at a plus price for a better number. But he's minus 145 to get an assist. And, you know, he's got assists in seven of the last 10. He didn't have a point in the game against Winnipeg, even though they won. And usually a guy like that, when he's held off the score sheet one game, he comes back. Uh, strong the next game. Same with Jesper Bratt. This could be one of those games where you could put together uh, Jesper Bratt to score a point, Dougie Hamilton to score a point because th their props are 0 0.5 points, and then put Mercer in there, who's been red hot here these last three games, and, and get a nice little SGP at a plus price in this game with those three players to get a point. Dougie Hamilton, Jesper, Jesper Bratt, and uh, Dawson Mercer for the uh, New Jersey Devils tonight. So 
Uh, definitely an interesting spot here uh, for New Jersey. New Jersey's won two in a row. Like I said, with Hughes back, they're playing well. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, in our chat, someone's saying all money on Devils, and they are not great at home. It's true. I mean, their, their home yeah. record's not great. Montreal's not been great on the road lately, so that's the counter argument to that. It's scary. Either way you better, you're, you're a little bit scared about what could happen here. It's a, it's an unknown. Yeah. I'm just going back and looking, but I know for Montreal, it's been a, uh, it's been a struggle. All their upsets, all their best performances, all their best games seem to be uh, on the, at home lately. Uh, Yeah. They've lost, I think four or five in a row on the road. Long-term they're 20 and 51 uh, on the road, uh, this uh, Montreal team. So uh, we'll see if they can uh, shake those, road woes uh, here oh josh anderson overshots on goal for montreal like you gotta if you're gonna take some uh montreal prop tonight josh anderson i mean with no slepkovsky and no caulfield and no kirby doc who the fuck's gonna do anything for them offensively that's the guy josh anderson he's got to be the guy now for uh, montreal and he did score their only goal against toronto uh, on, he always scores against toronto great Mark shot down in your mind for the future anytime GTA montreal guy plays, Toronto, take Anderson props. Yeah. Yeah. Those GTA guys, they always get up to play the Leafs. They sure do. So uh, if you're going to take anything in the offensive category, goal prop, point prop, and certainly shots on goal on the Montreal side, that's who it would be uh, with uh, Anderson. With Suzuki, the shots on goal, Damon, yes, he'd be the other uh, shots on goal target as well for me in this game. Nick Suzuki he has been shooting the puck quite a bit in the last several games. All right. St. Louis, Carolina. We've got Carolina minus 360. Home favorite, six the total. Again, we, sh- we should see Carolina win this game. Now, there is them the aspect of them coming off the outdoor game Saturday night against Washington, a great atmosphere there. So maybe they're just – maybe they did some partying after that. Who knows? But maybe they're just – this is that spot where they're, they don't play their best game and St. Louis has a shot tonight. But you know what I've said about St. Louis now for a few days. They've traded away O'Reilly. They've traded away Tarasenko. There's going to be more bloodletting on the way prior to next – Thursday, next Friday's trade deadline. You know, Barbashev's going to be moved out of there. Uh, don't even uh, underestimate the potential that Nick Letty, some of the blue, uh, veteran blue liners, Justin Falk even, could be moved out uh, before the deadline. So uh, th- no doubt that uh, St. Louis is, and St. Louis lo- has looked terrible. Let's oh. call it like we see at these two games since the O'Reilly trade uh, in particular. The Colorado game, they were just, you know, totally outplayed. And then Ottawa was embarrassing. I mean, for Ottawa to, to steamroll you like that, uh, on Sunday, uh, definitely uh, concerning here. Now, do the Blues have pride? Do the Blue? Uh, Robert Thomas had a quote the other day after the Colorado game. He said, "We're certainly not going to roll over." Well, certainly it looked like that's exactly what the fuck you did uh, against Ottawa, uh, losing seven to two on Sunday. So, and Carolina is just a, a runaway freight train right now. Other than that six-two loss to the Rangers uh, on our Super Betcast Saturday uh, a couple of weeks ago, they've been absolutely outstanding. Uh, they beat Washington twice. They, they, I thought they'd maybe have a little letdown or look ahead against Montreal going into the uh, outdoor game in Raleigh. And it was 2-2 after the third, so it was looking, you know, a little, uh, you know, interesting for a bit there. But then Carolina put the pedal down in the third period and they ended up winning 6-2. I think if you like Carolina, maybe if you like St. Louis, maybe you take them first period. Because, look, if St. Louis isn't going to show up in the first period tonight, they're not going to show up at all. Okay, after losing seven two to Ottawa, if they're not going to play better in the first period, then they got they're just going to fall further behind uh, in this game. This is not one of those games where I think St. Louis starts slow and then comes back late. No, if they're going to have a chance in this game, it's going to be a strong start 
after getting embarrassed by the Ottawa Senators uh, on Sunday afternoon. So if you're interested in taking that puncher's chance, that shot with St. Louis, you know, you've got to maybe look first period or not at all. Um, for me, this is, again, more of a prop game. I'm going to have a little piece of a three-team money line parlay, and I don't love doing those, but at this time of year, you have to with some of these big favorites with Carolina, Jersey, and Tampa. I'm putting all three of those in a little money line parlay, get it at minus 110. But as far as this game goes, you know, the over might get there. In fact, I am tempted by it. Carolina has actually been scoring goals in bunches lately. If you go back and look during this great streak that they put together, you know, they have scored three goals or more, uh, this uh, Hurricanes team, uh, in 10 straight hockey games. So if they get to at least three and four, you know, you get a couple from St. Louis. St. Louis, again, defensively has been trending over lately just because they've not kept the puck out of their net. And if you actually look at series history, you know, St. Louis and Carolina, four of the last five meetings have gone over the total, 5-2, 6-3, 7-2, and 6-4, uh, the final scores. So uh, now that the total has actually dropped in this game, because it opened six and a half, it's down to six now. Uh, pretty much across the board. I like this over now that it's fallen a half a goal. Freddie Anderson in net for Carolina, and we expect Jordan Bennington uh, in net here for uh, St. Louis. What do you think here, Stark? Blues, Canes? Yeah, kind of following up on exactly what you said. But once that first shoe drops on a team and O'Reilly, your captain, he gets moved, it's over. The team has completely checked out. They're just waiting for the rest of the players to be traded. They're just kind of showing up. They're talking about all the different rumors that they're hearing, who's getting moved next, where they're going. And that was the kind of weekend it was for the Blues with back-to-back -back losses. You mentioned Colorado, Ottawa. That is awful. 7-2 to Ottawa. I mean, at least compete a little bit and have some pride. You're a former Stanley Cup champion team. But uh, they have six games left, the Blues, before the trade deadline. And I could see maybe the being under one and a half wins in those six games they have left. They're not going to give you much for the remainder until they, they clean house and bring in some young guys who are trying to compete. Carolina, 9-1 in their last 10. They don't want to give the Devils any thoughts of catching them for the first in the Metro. They're going to come out hot. They're going to bury this sad sack Blues team right away. Give me Carolina first period puck line at plus 105. Plus 105, I mean, that Carolina is going to smoke them in the first. Blues will just roll over and die. I'll take that one. Yes, please. All right. Very good. Uh, I like it. And a good prop. Go ahead. Sorry. You there? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm also going to sprinkle. So give me the first period uh, puck line, but I'm also going to sprinkle on the Hurricanes over four and a half goals. Now I know it's set at three and a half. I'm going to the outline at over four and a half at plus 140. This could be a blowout one. The last time they played, you mentioned it was a 6-4 win for Carolina. They're going to score goals and they're going to score them in bunches. Jordan Bennington's going to lose his mind probably, get pulled. So I like Carolina big. One player prop ready for this one and it's a shocker. Andre Shvechnikov. He has not scored a goal in the year 2023. That is stunning. And that's it's February stunning. 21st. Like, that's almost two fucking months. My he gosh. Had, he, like had, that? Wow. he had 30 goals last year, and he was sitting on 19 goals before the end of 2022. You think he would get close to 40, but he hasn't scored yet. He's due. What better time than against this bad Blues team? Get off the schneid. Get a goal. Schnetzerkov, anytime goal, plus 115. All right. Uh, there we go. Good stuff. Uh, like in uh, Svechnikov to find the back of the net, which actually goes hand in hand 
with the fact that I like him over shots on goal. And because that's the one thing he's been trending over with his shots on goal, uh, Svechnikov here. Uh, and uh, I think we could see that here tonight against the uh, St. Louis Blues. Another one of these teams that is giving up just a boatload of shots. They're giving up at least 30 shots in pretty much every game now, uh, the St. Louis Blues. So Carolina becomes another good target for shots on goal over uh, props tonight uh, for this game. No question about that. The ones that stand out for me are Svechnikov, Tara Vinen, Tara Vinen's been going over his shots on goal uh, prop lately. Tara Vinen, let me just bring up the, the streak here. Yeah, five straight games over two and a half shots on goal uh, for Tavo Tara Vinen for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So that's on the shots on goal prop board for me uh, as well. Uh, and, and there's actually some value in some of these points props as well for the uh, Canes. Oh, a couple more too. Uh, shots on goal wise for... Um, Carolina here. Uh, let me just see here. Yeah, oh, Tara Vinen as well. It's a little expensive, his point prop. Burns, same thing. You got to lay a pretty solid price and juice with that. Uh, and even Marty Natchez, you know, to uh, Marty Natchez has just been, I've sung the praises of this guy all season, you know. So if you want to sprinkle anytime goal score plus 210, you know, to get a point, to get a point with him. Now, there's some players for Carolina, you know, where it's minus 190. For Natchez to get a point, it's still only minus 155 at DraftKings. So I don't mind laying that kind of a price. Minus 190 is a little rich for my blood, but minus 155 for Natchez to get a point. Like he's just been absolutely automatic for the Hurricanes. He's been spectacular, just chipping in offensively, routinely, night in, night out. So that's not a bad option. If you want to go down the uh, list in terms of the bargain bin for uh, guys that are playing well right now on the Hurricanes, players that are stepping up offensively just in the very short term, the captain, Jordan Stahl, uh, he has uh, at least one point for Carolina in seven of the last 10 games, and his point prop is plus 120. So a plus price for Jordan Stahl uh, for Carolina uh, to get a point, which I think is definitely uh, a good consideration here. And if you really want to go down the uh, board a little bit, in this game, Jordan Martinuk for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. He now has gotten a point in three straight games for the Hurricanes coming into this game. And he is also in that plus 120 range to get a point for uh, Carolina. Again, these are this is Stahl, 7 of 10 with a point. Martinuk, three straight games with a point. And both of these guys are plus 120 to get a point tonight. Why not? You know, why not? It's good value with the uh, recent form we've seen uh, from from both of them uh, right now. So uh, good considerations there. And again, this is one of those nights where I will be very prop heavy tonight. We got a live betcast, man. We got to have shit we can cheer on while we're on the betcast tonight. So uh, it's going to be a prop uh, peppering for me here tonight uh, on this uh, Tuesday card. So definitely interested in that. And I'm going to mention another goal or not a goal prop, but a shots on goal prop on the St. Louis side that I've been riding with Stark a lot lately, Justin Falk, uh, okay. over two and a half shots on goal for St. Louis. He has been just shooting the puck quite a bit. And I was worried when Tory Krug came back against Ottawa that maybe Justin Falk's shot volume would uh, decline a little bit. No, but he still had, and he actually stayed under in his last game, shots on goal, but he still had two. He had almost 10 attempts. So he still was shooting the puck quite a bit uh, in that game. And even with that, finally that shot prop staying under against Ottawa, Justin Falk has still gone over the shots on goal prop five of the last six games for the uh, St. Louis Blues. So uh, I think Falk over shots again 
uh, not a bad option to consider here for St. Louis in this game tonight. All right, next up uh, on these on this Tuesday slate, Detroit Red Wings, Washington Capitals. Uh, we've got Washington minus 160, home favorites, six the total in this game. Uh, the Capitals are a mess right now. Uh, there is just absolutely no interest for me in laying a price uh, with this uh, team right now. Uh, I've talked, I've made the ship reference, the captain reference uh, on this show the last couple of days that right now this uh, Washington team looks like the uh, guys on the ship that are trying to steer it to shore, but they can't because the captain's been thrown overboard. And without the captain, the ship sinks. That's Washington right now. Without the captain, the ship sinks. And without Alex Ovechkin, who's mourning the passing of his dad, They've looked totally lost, right? Lost at sea, uh, essentially, uh, Washington Capitals. Uh, they haven't looked good at all. Uh, they've lost uh, four in a row against San Jose at home, Carolina in two of the last three, and then a 6-3 home loss to Washington. Uh, it's just rough right now for them. And it's, you know, it's not just Ovechkin. You know, John Carlson's missed on the blue line. Connor Brown brings them great energy, you know, and they don't have those guys uh, in the lineup either uh, going into uh, this game tonight. Uh, the good news is... Uh, Tom Wilson just came back from injury uh, against uh, Carolina, and he got their only goal. And I think if you're going to bet anyone for Washington, goal or point prop tonight, go with Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson is uh, someone that just plays with all-out effort, uh, no question about that. Uh, and if anyone's going to make an impact, I think tonight for them, it's him. He scores in his first game back uh, against the uh, Washington Capitals in the outdoor game on Saturday night. And he's going to get opportunities playing on the number one power play uh, unit for uh, Washington here tonight against Detroit. So uh, definitely that's a prop that piques my interest here tonight would be Wilson. And he's playing with Kuznetsov and Shiri as well on the uh, top line. But, you know, you look at the lineup, Nick Backstrom hasn't been the same since coming back from that injury. They were wondering if he'd even play hockey again. Uh, and Backstrom just hasn't gotten it really rolling since he's been back. Mantha has been a disappointment. You know, Strom and Oshie are capable, but, you know, it becomes paper thin now with what we're seeing offensively. This team just has had a real issue scoring goals lately. One goal against Carolina, two against Carolina, one against San Jose, two against Boston. Uh, it's been a rough go for them trying to find the uh, back of the net. I I definitely want to take Detroit. I, I, I probably will take Detroit here, plus 140. But I got to admit, this is a little bit of a, a little bit of a tricky scheduling spot. Like they've been out on the West Coast playing in Vancouver and in Edmonton and Calgary and Seattle, four straight games. They played great on this road trip. I think they ran out of gas a little bit against Seattle, 4-2 uh, uh, against the uh, crack, and they lost that game. Um, but now they come back west to east, Pacific time zone to east time zone, and they play this game tonight in Washington, and then they finally get back home to play the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, on Thursday night. Um, so it's it's not a greatest of spots, scheduling-wise, travel-wise for Detroit, but I'm still going to take Detroit because it's, Washington's not backable, and Washington's a team I'm very much willing, spot be damned, to fade when they're laying minus 160 right now like they are tonight. So I do like Detroit. Dylan Larkin, anything Dylan Larkin, overshots on goal, goal prop, point prop, anything Dylan Larkin, the guy is just on an absolute heater right now, smoking right now for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. He's been absolutely spectacular. Uh, what is his point prop net, or what is his point streak at now? Four, five, six, eight, eight game point streak. Wow. Uh, unbelievable. He's got 13 points in those eight games as well. And he's also on a, uh, uh, not actually five of the last six games, he has scored a goal for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So yeah, anything and everything, Dylan Larkin is uh, uh, co-signed by yours truly tonight in terms of player props. So what do you think here, Stark, Detroit, Washington? 
Yeah, I know a lot of people are probably ask themselves, why is Detroit so hot of late? Seven and three in their last 10. They even beat the Oilers, as you mentioned, on the West Coast last week. Well, it has to do with what we were kind of talking about at the start of the show. It's because these players are trying to prove their value before the trade deadline. I don't think the Red Wings are going to slip into a playoff spot, but these players are playing hard and they're trying to really showcase themselves. Robbie, Robbie Fabry playing good, Bertuzzi, Perron, and, yep. and you mentioned Dylan Larkin. Now, we know Dylan Larkin. It's up to him if he wants to get traded or not. So, hmm, why is he so hot the last 10 games? Maybe, as he said, okay, green light. You guys can move me. Here's a list of teams you can move me to. And he's turning it on right now. I love the idea of hitting all of his prop bets tonight because he's going to be on fire. It's going to be an interesting you know, week, week and a half for the Red Wings. What do they do? What do they have to lose? Can they start moving players early before you get to that deadline? But these guys are just going to keep playing hard because that's all they've been doing lately. Unlike some of the other teams, the Blues we've mentioned, who've just given up. These Red Wings are playing hard. Huso's been great in net, lights out, four wins, his last five starts. But this game does scare me. I mean, after everything I just laid out about Detroit, why are they the underdog against a Capitals team? You know, they've lost four in a row. Uh, they, they, they sit outside the playoff spot, but they're only two points ahead of Detroit. But it seems weird. It's two teams heading in different directions. But why is Detroit the underdog? I fear that Vegas believes just what you said. Usually you come from the West Coast and you come back home, you get smoked that first game home. Well, they throw a wrinkle in the schedule and these guys got to play one more on the road before they even get home. It's almost like getting home, but you're not quite there. I don't know. I'm weary about this one. But with that plus 140 and the Red Wings playing the way they are, that's my pick here. I'll take the Detroit Red Wings money line. All right, very good. Uh, good stuff indeed. Uh, Jack Rosenblatt has already emailed me to request the link for the BetCast, so he's in our <laughs> chat right now. Uh, Jack Rosenblatt will be on the BetCast tonight uh, joining us. Uh, he's talking about Hughes, four-plus shots, Kucherov, three-plus, uh, Aho three-plus. Yeah, I mean, um, Aho's been a little more hit or miss with the shots lately, but uh, the, certainly Hughes I like, Kucherov I like. Anybody on Tampa, like I said, point, Stamkos, Hedman, guys like that. I mean, it's a good night to do a little shots on goal parlay on a big card like this, no doubt. Um, yeah, Washington has actually owned Detroit here in Washington. I can't deny that. Detroit's had a really rough history here in Washington. But how many of those Washington teams were, you know, teams that were healthier, teams that were better, teams that were in, in current form-wise were better at the time Detroit played them here than now? I mean, Washington's just in awful form right now. Mm-hmm. And current form wise, it's a slam dunk to take Detroit. That's what's scary. You know, it's right. a slam dunk to take Detroit based on current form. The Red Wings are playing much better hockey right now. Uh, there's no denying that whatsoever. But, you know, you've got them coming back from the West Coast for a one game stopover uh, on the road in Washington before they finally head home. That I don't always love those. And I hate that the NHL does this shit. They do it often with these teams. Why don't you just put them back in Detroit after the West Coast? Why do they have to go to Washington and then go back west a little bit to Detroit? You know, I don't understand that uh, logic and why they do that with teams. But it is what it is here. And by the way, there's a couple of uh, more props in terms of uh, I want to mention Bertuzzi. Someone mentioned Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi's gone over his shots prop in seven of the last ten, and it's only one and a half. And, you know, this is a guy that's starting to get back into form a little bit. For Detroit, Nick Backstrom has gone over his shots on goal prop in seven of the last 10 games as well. 
Um, so a couple more uh, considerations there. But uh, And Bertuzzi, by the way, has gone over the one and a half shots three straight games. So again, maybe a little undervalued now. Again, we're talking about someone that's getting his feet, feet under him now, returning after a long absence. And as a result, he's trying to regain offensive confidence and having more uh, confidence to shoot the puck more. Uh, that's definitely what we're seeing from Tyler Bertuzzi. All right, Toronto and Buffalo. This is always a fun matchup. The Leaf fans flood Key Bank Center in Buffalo every time they go there. Uh, the Leafs minus 170 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, you've got the Leafs coming off that whirlwind weekend, and you can tell that was a team physically, emotionally, mentally drained, mentally and emotionally and physically spent Sunday night in Chicago. Uh, you could just see it right away, the way they were fumbling the puck, turning it over. Uh, early in that game that, hey, this is not going to be the Leafs' night, or at least it's going to be a difficult game. Not only was it a difficult game, they lose the game. Hattrick Kane uh, did a tap dance all over Toronto in that one with a hat-trick uh, for the uh, Chicago win. So you got the Leafs now. They they Sheldon Keefe did the right thing, gave everybody just a day off yesterday, catch their breath. You know, they needed it. They looked exhausted on, on uh, Sunday night. Uh, and now you get a day off. You got a little recharge your batteries so to speak, uh, and be ready. And he didn't even make the uh, morning skate for the, prior to this game tonight mandatory. Uh, it was not a mando a morning skate uh, for the Leafs. So, again, just giving them the the option of, hey, we've played a shit ton of hockey. That was a really physically, emotionally demanding weekend. Uh, maybe if you need the extra rest, uh, have it. So I think the Leafs will be fired up and they'll play well tonight. Uh, I, I think it's definitely a Toronto spot to bounce back, but I'm not laying this price against this very feisty, plucky, yeah, very ex very talented Buffalo team. Talented offensively, though, is I should stress. Buffalo still has their issues defensively. We see this night in and night out. I've still got some worries about them at the back end, but you can't argue with what they're doing offensively. I mean, it's just such a fun team to watch. They have incredible ability, incredible talent, incredible speed. Uh, great game breakers, uh, game, players that keep getting better uh, night in and night out. We do have both goalies confirmed, by the way, tonight. Uh, Uko Pekka Lukanen, uh, UPL will be in net for Buffalo. Ilya Samsonov uh, for uh, Toronto tonight uh, in this game. Samsonov noted on Sunday he didn't feel great, even though he started against Chicago coming off that illness. So we'll see if he feels a little bit better tonight uh, in this game. I like the over. That's what I'm going to bet here, over 6.5, minus 140. Nothing on the side for me. Uh, I actually lean Buffalo at this price, but I'm not going to take Buffalo here with Toronto off that game against Chicago where they didn't play well. Um, and uh, But I do lean Buffalo. I do like the over. The over will be for sure a play for me in this game. As far as the prop market goes, there's a bunch of good ones. Alex Tuck over two and a half shots on goal. We've been talking about this over and over again with him uh, going over the shots on goal. He keeps on going over that shots on goal number, and it's still only minus 120 for over two and a half shots for Alex Tuck. Uh, three against San Jose, three against L.A. He had the 4-4 four, four against Carolina, Minnesota, 3-3 three, three before that. So he's gone over two and a half shots on goal, Alex Tuck, in one, two, three, four, five, six of the last uh, nine games for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So uh, absolutely, uh, I think the player prop on his shots worth a look. Darlene, you're right, we've talked about him going over his shots on goal prop. Uh, what else have we got? We've got uh, uh, a couple on the Leafs that are worth noting, by the way. Um, uh, Dylan Cousins, I want to throw him out. You know, I talk about him scoring a goal and point prop every game. You know, I think he's the undervalued player when it comes to the Sabres. He's plus 275 to score a goal tonight. Dylan Cousins has a point for the Buffalo Sabres in three straight games. And I think if you go back and look further than that, as he continues to gain the confidence of Don Granado, 
Uh, he has gotten a point for the Sabres in uh, one, two, three, four, five of the last seven games and seven of the last 10 games for the Buffalo Sabres. And Dylan Cousins is only a very, very reasonable minus 115 to get a point tonight for the Sabres. And I, I like the goal prop on Dylan Cousins as well for the Sabres in this game. On the Leafs side, you've got some players that Ryan O'Reilly, I've been just that gut feel for me, Stark, that he'd be looking to shoot the puck. He wants yes. that first goal as a Leaf. He wants to get it over with. He's going to be looking for his offense. I know we think of him as someone that wants to pass as well and help out his line mates, but he has been shooting the puck with the Leafs. And yeah, you got to lay a price over one and a half shots, minus 160. It's juice worth laying, in my opinion. He will get to two shots on goal, uh, in my opinion. I mean, he's been all over the front of the net in his first couple games with the Leafs over the weekend. He's shown an, uh, a want to and, and a willingness to shoot the puck. He had two shots on goal uh, against Chicago. He only had one against Montreal, but I'm convinced he, he got two. I think they took one off the board because <laughs> there was one that I thought for sure was a shot on goal. They didn't credit one. So that's You're the calling one thing conspiracy. You I like it. I know, but he had two against Chicago. He was all over the front of the net. He wants to, I think, shoot the puck a lot. He wants to get that first goal in the blue and white, and I think that's a good prop as well. What do you think here, Stark? Your Leafs taking on yep. the Sabres. The Leafs look great on Saturday, as I mentioned. They had that new trade bump, and then Sunday was a letdown. No legs, no jump, no passion, and maybe, speaking of conspiracies, maybe, just maybe, Patrick Kane reached out to his buddy, Austin Matthews, and said, hey, bud, let me have a big night here and show your bosses what I'm made of. Wink, wink. And obviously, Patrick Kane had a... A fabulous night on Sunday night against the Leafs. Vintage Kane. So what can you do? Every once in a while, a good player is going to beat you. So it is what it is. Wash it away and start fresh here against Buffalo on Tuesday night. And, and the Leafs need to keep the pace in the standings. I know they kind of know who they're going to play, but it's important to them that they get that home ice advantage against Tampa Bay. Uh, and they got to stay hot. They're six and four in their last 10. It's their first time in Buffalo this year. And we know that Niagara region folks will be flooding the key bank center to make it feel like a home game, a Leafs home game. And if it's a Leafs home game, I like them in regulation minus 105. And I also like them in the first period money line, a little bit of juice minus 135. We've talked about it. It's a bit of a theme. Good teams, good veteran teams coming off a bad loss. They regroup and they come out strong in the first period. So I like the Leafs in the first period. I also were, was riding Ryan O'Reilly, but anytime goal score, I'll ride that rate till he gets that first one. Almost had it on the first shift as a Maple Leaf on Saturday night. It's at two plus two fifty right now. And what a better place! What better place to get it than in Buffalo against one of his former teams? Side note: had to look this up today and saw it. But O'Reilly trade tree when he was traded from Buffalo to St. Louis. Do you know who Buffalo got back? Tage the Rage Thompson, and obviously he's playing fantastic for the Sabers. But I think O'Reilly wants to go in there, prove himself. I like your shots prop bet but let's look at him to get his first goal of a maple leaf yep. tonight in buffalo i could totally see it happening i could totally definitely see it happen again a former team if people forget that before he went to st louis and won the stanley cup there yes yep. he was in the tage thompson deal the deal that sent tage thompson to buffalo and ryan o'reilly went the other way from buffalo to st louis this is one of his former teams so that former team angle is in play here you always want to play well uh, against your former team and certainly uh, Ryan O'Reilly will want to do that here tonight uh, in this uh, game uh, and uh, we will uh, definitely see so 
I, I kind of like it too at plus 280, uh, by the way, for him to score a goal tonight. Uh, and plus 105, plus 100 to get a point over one and a half shots on goal. Uh, this is definitely feels like one of those games where it is uh, everything Ryan O'Reilly Stark. You and he's and tonight. Yeah, and he's staying with John Tavares again. They're going to give it another shot. Keep riding it a little bit. We know Tavares is playing well, so why not let those three, those top six, play a, a whole bunch tonight and give him an opportunity to to really get a goal and get some points. Absolutely. Here we go. We are all aboard here. The Ryan O'Reilly Express tonight. Let's hit it. O'Reilly. Auto parts. There we go. Uh, kind of screwed that one up, but there you go. You get the point. So uh, Ryan O'Reilly night here tonight uh, in Buffalo. All right. It is time to uh, take a short break uh, because we're halfway through the card, but we got four more games left on tap here on this uh, Tuesday card. Hit the like button. A reminder, the live betcast uh, is tonight. Uh, so make sure you join us for that 7 p.m. Eastern. DM me on Twitter at Bobano uh, and uh, email Bobano350 at gmail.com. Uh, and if you want to join us on the BetCast, we'll be back for the remaining four games on this Tuesday card right after we hear from Gramco. All right. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys. Four games left. We head to Music City, Vancouver Canucks, Nashville Predators. Nashville minus 150 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, I'm on Vancouver here, plus 130. Uh, I'm on those Vancouver Canucks in this game. Um, this, to me, is a Nashville team that I think the writing's on the wall. That loss against Minnesota was just devastating because they look like they're at least going to get a point and have a chance still to get two points in the win in overtime. And the next thing you know, the puck ricochets in off Ryan Hartman and Minnesota wins that game four to three. Um, I think Nashville is going to be sellers uh, at the trade deadline. There's zero part of me that wants them at minus 150 uh, here in this game tonight. And don't look now, the Canucks here, you know, with I know it was Philadelphia uh, and six to two win on Saturday. Uh, Flyers are obviously what they are. Uh, but you look at the Canucks. They gave the Rangers a good battle, 6-4. to four. Uh, They were right in that game against a very good Rangers club. There's definitely small little steps of improvement, baby steps, if you will, uh, of progress uh, and improvement from the uh, Vancouver Canucks. And, you know, I think against Nashville right now, they're, uh, th they're just not playing the kind of hockey that I trust in this price range uh, right now. You saw they had the big win against Florida, and sure enough, they lose. They can't follow it up. They had... Just three awful losses at home before that win against Florida. Shut out by Boston, beaten by Arizona, uh, trampled by Vegas 5-1. to one. Uh, They just haven't played very well uh, here in, at home, essentially, other than the Florida game since the All-Star break. Uh, and if you'll actually look at Vancouver 
and their track record here in Music City, you know, it's not bad. Going back to December 2018, we saw Nashville beat Vancouver in overtime here at home. They had a one-goal win, 3-2, against them at home. Vancouver beat them a couple years ago, 6-3, here in Nashville. Then it was a 3-1 Vancouver in Nashville last year, uh, back in January. Uh, and earlier this season in November, uh, November the 5th, you know, four, or last year actually was 4-2 Nashville in the rematch, but 3-1 Vancouver beat them in Nashville before that. Earlier this year, it was in Vancouver, but Vancouver only lost 4-3 in a shootout, gave the Predators all kinds of issues, and that's back when Bruce Boudreaux was still coaching. Uh, and, you know, Vancouver was a mess at that time. Uh, so to me, Vancouver's a live dog here. And this is, to me, Vancouver has perked up their their play just a little bit. There's still an issues. To, there's still issues defensively, make no mistake about it. Uh, and that's concerning. And that's also why I'm on the over again with Vancouver. You, you just can't keep me off of Vancouver game over the total at this point. It's automatic. Look at these scores. 5-2-6-1-5-2-5-4-4-3-6-5-5-2-6-1-6-4-6-2. They're all going seven-plus goals, all of these Vancouver games. So uh, Canucks plus 130 and also uh, over six and a half. There's a bunch of props I like for this game as well, and I'll get to those right after we hear from Stark. What do you think here, uh, Vancouver, Nashville? Yeah, going back again to weird scheduling. It was a tough one for Nashville this weekend, having to play back-to-back games Saturday and Sunday, both 2 p.m. starts. I mean, guys hate afternoon games, let alone having to do it two days in a row. That was a tough one. A good seven goals against Florida was a bit of a surprise for me. I was not expecting that from this team. But they're playing decent hockey, but they really got to need to turn it on to make the playoffs now. Uh, it's go time for the Predators. If they got a, any chance of making the playoffs, they got to start winning. I actually think Vancouver is garbage. They play run-and-gun hockey, um, and they're under Tockett, who is just really – opening the door right now and letting the guys go out. I think he said, let these guys just play and uh, let's get a real high draft pick. And then I'll, next year, I'll start putting in a structure with these guys. Uh, he kind of seems checked out as far as wanting to do too much with this group that, that he has. Maybe that'll change after the trade deadline if some players go uh, out the door. But having said that, both these teams, I'm not really too big on the Predators minus 150. That's too much juice for a team that's coming off a, a weird weekend. Vancouver, maybe a live dog might be the play if that grows throughout the game. So it's a simple one for me. I'll take the over six and a half uh, in this game. I think there's going to be lots of goals. It's going to be fast paced back and forth, a little bit sloppy in the defensive zone. So it's going to be a goals night for both these teams. It's been a goals night in every Vancouver game. Yeah, uh, It seems like for two months. It seems like I've been betting over every Vancouver game for two months. It feels that way. And I think it's actually been pretty damn close. I know it's been a solid month that I've been just on Vancouver game over the total every single time. And it really hasn't let up with uh, Rick Tockett behind the bench. You know, they've still either, either they've scored a bunch of goals or the opponent has or both. And the game still goes over the total. Yep, Rich H is onto it. Anything JT Miller is worth. His shots on goal are flying over the total right now. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, I know there's some people in the chat that say, "Well, hold on now. Soros is in net. Can't bet Vancouver now. Soros has been average lately. Soros right. is playing well. Soros. You want to look at Soros's recent starts? Gave up four to New Jersey in a loss, four to Vegas in a loss, five to Boston in a loss, the four-three loss to Minnesota." Now, it was kind of bad horseshit luck that the puck ricocheted off Hartman. But, uh, you know, this is not a good form UC Soros right now. Not anywhere close to the way he was playing a few weeks ago or a month ago. 
So it's definitely a guy that's not playing his best hockey right now. So this Vancouver team can score. That's never been an issue. Canucks can find the back of the net. So uh, I do think they can pepper Soros and put some pucks past him tonight uh, in this game. So uh, and Nashville can certainly score against any. I've got issues with Nashville offensively, but against this Vancouver defense, they should be able to score. But as far as the props go, uh, Miller over shots on goal is a great prop. He's been trending that way. Uh, no question about that. Uh, point props a little too pricey, uh, but over shots on goal, two and a half minus 140 uh, is a great bet, in my opinion. He's been shooting the puck quite a bit lately. Uh, Roman Yossi uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators. He's seen an uptick in shooting the puck more often for the uh, Predators. So over three and a half shots for him at minus 150, I think, is something that could get there. He's been peppering the puck a lot from the blue line uh, of late for Nashville. Uh, so definitely keep an eye on that. Uh, Andre Kuzmenko for the Canucks. Talked about how he was a great find in the offseason uh, for Vancouver. And he is someone that has gotten um, a point in three straight games for the Canucks entering tonight. So Andre Kuzmenko in some form, a point or goal prop could be worth a look. To get a goal, it's plus 235. To get a point, it's even money, minus 105. It's a great price. And he's, again, got a point in three straight games. Beauvillier. Uh, look at what he's doing all of a sudden. He's only minus 110 to get a point tonight, plus 250 to score a goal uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. And sometimes all it takes is just a little change of scenery. Sometimes that's all you need. And Anthony Beauvillier, since joining the Vancouver Canucks here, uh, he has scored four goals and he has collected two, three, four, six points in five games. Four goals, six points in five games for the uh, Vancouver Canucks since joining the uh, since joining the team in that Bo Horvat trade. So Anthony Beauvillier has clearly uh, found himself with a little bit more of a fresh start, uh, and the change of scenery is doing wonders for him uh, here with uh, Vancouver. So it's a good prop game, no question about that. Uh, all those players uh, I mentioned I think are good looks in terms of uh, player props uh, here tonight in this game. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, – William Nylander for the Leafs over shots on goal. I can't believe I didn't mention that, but I've been betting his over three and a half a lot lately. It came through again against Chicago and the Montreal game on Saturday night with both Leaf games over the weekend. And Willie Nylander is just, he's firing that puck. Uh, it in a night out for them. So I think his shots on goal worth a look there in that one. So good prop game there. We move on with uh, LA and Minnesota. Minnesota minus 125 home favorites, six the total. Uh, in this game, Minnesota, um, two straight wins, uh, much needed, calm the waters a little bit. Uh, it's a team that's been criticized for their recent play, but uh, to get back-to-back -back wins, now it was by the skin of their teeth, uh, both games, and they came against Dallas, who are kind of scuffling right now. They really are scuffling, Dallas. They followed that up, losing to Minnesota, losing to Columbus uh, over the weekend. And then Minnesota had the 4-3 win against Nashville, where they get the goal in the final seconds uh, of that game. I don't want to lay a price with Minnesota. I could only look at the L.A. side. They've won four in a row. Uh, they're playing well. They've done very well against uh, the Minnesota Wild. Uh, three of the last four head-to-head -head meetings, the Kings have won. A two-to-one win over Minnesota. Seven-six win against uh, Minnesota in Minnesota back in October. And then a one-nothing shutout victory for the Kings uh, in L.A. back in November. So uh, there's no question they have done a, a very nice job, L.A. Uh, I think the price is worth it. Um, again, I... Minnesota's starting to show signs, you know, of a pulse and turning it around and getting back on track. I respect that, but I don't respect how they won those games. Dallas by the skin of their teeth. Nashville's kind of scuffling, and they barely won that game, and they couldn't hold a lead 
Remember, they were up 3-1. They couldn't hold the lead. You know, that's concerning for me, for Minnesota. And this L.A. team, they're going to make Nashville and Dallas look like they've got a little pellet gun when they're shooting the puck uh, compared to L.A. L.A. is scoring goals in bunches right now. Uh, this is an impressive offensive outfit right now, the L.A. Kings. Look at these goals that they've scored since the All-Star break. Six, five, six, and six. Now, granted, other than Pittsburgh, uh, and Buffalo's a pretty decent team, but I know Anaheim and Arizona were two of the opponents, but no, they're lighting it up offensively right now, this uh, Kings team. So I like the over a little bit here. Minnesota has actually started to get some traction offensively. So I do like the Kings. I do like the over in this game. And from a shots on goal perspective, come on, you know what I'm on. You know what I'm taking here. J-E-K, Joel Erickson, J-E-E, I should say, Joel Erickson Eck uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Every single game, he's going over the total uh, with his shots. I mean, it's just every single game lately for the Minnesota Wild. And he's been one of their main proponents uh, in terms of offense. So, uh, again, the, the price is just creeping up more and more with every passing game, but still it's over two and a half shots on goal minus 145, you know, at some books. So uh, Joel Erickson Eck just continues to be a shots on goal machine. You just bet over two and a half with Joel Erickson Eck and you probably cash a ticket. Uh, and it wouldn't shock me to see that transpire once again here tonight uh, in this game for the wild as they take on the LAK Fiala over shots on goal for LA as well. Former team playing his old team, Minnesota, maybe to score a goal, get a point, you're always excited uh, when you play your old mates. Uh, he's plus 225 to score a goal. He's minus 135 to get a point. Fiala props are good to tonight, in my opinion, as well. Uh, what do you and Kempe, of course, because he's just been on fire for several games. What do you think here, Stark? Kings Wild. Yeah, you know what? If you're just a casual hockey fan or a fan of just one team and you only follow that one team, you probably don't know where the LA Kings sit in the Western Conference, maybe 7th, maybe 10th, haven't looked in a while. They have the third best winning percentage in the entire Western Conference right now. They've come a long way from that drop-off after those cups. They've really built this team back up, and they're only getting better winning four of their uh, – sorry, winning their last four games in a row, scoring an average of – 5.75 goals in those games over that stretch. That's great. This is a really good overall team. They only have two players over 20 goals. They got a solid decor led obviously by Drew Doughty and the and Michael Anderson as well who plays a lot of minutes for them and plays good solid defense. Plus they have a goalie tandem that works. You know, a lot of these teams, they got goalie tandems, but doesn't always work. This one works. Copley quick, back and forth, each getting opportunities to play, both getting wins when they need to. Tonight, it looks like it's going to be Copley, which actually surprised me because the last time the Kings played the Wild, it was a shutout, a shutout by Jonathan Quick. But they're going with Copley, going to play it either way. Really good team. Minnesota's battling for that final wild card, and they're a team that's looking to possibly add at the deadline. But I can't turn down the better team with plus money, so I'm going to take the LA Kings plus 105. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard not to. I mean it's uh, it, it's hard not to. 17 three and one by the way now is Phoenix Copley as a starting goaltender wow. for the LA Kings. I mean he's just been up. But don't sleep on Gustafson. Gustafson's yep. been good. For Minnesota. Um, but again, the more he starts, it's the Alex B. Smith theory. The more he starts, the more, he, you know, the minutes pile up, the games started in a row pile up for a guy that's not used to starting this many consecutive games in a row. You don't play as well 
I think, you know, they got to get Flurry back in there at some point. I know he's struggling. He's, you know, fighting the puck right now. But, you know, you can't just wear Gustafson right into the ice at this point in time. But uh, uh, no question, uh, it's uh, going to be a tricky spot here with uh, Flurry. They got to be careful. You just you just can't be riding the pine game in and game out. Eventually, you got to get him back in there. Uh, we'll see if that is the case. Uh, again, this is a tricky game from a totals perspective, but I will lean to the over here because the games in Minnesota have gone over with these teams. I mean, you go back the last three meetings at XL, 4-3, They've gone way over the total. It's the games in L.A. that have been a little bit uh, lower scoring. So uh, L.A. and over for me. Like I said, Eric Sinek over shots. There's some good points props as well in this game. Zuccarello assist. Do you know that Zuccarello and he's been it's been him, Kaprizov and Eric Sinek. Let's let's be honest. That's been the offense for Minnesota since the break. Nobody else has done anything pretty much other than those guys. Although Hartman got the game winner off his ricocheted off him, but mostly it's been Zuccarello, it's been Eric Sinek and it's been uh Kaprizov since the uh, break for Minnesota where they've been slumping offensively. But uh Matt Zuccarello has an assist in uh 8 of the last 10 games here for the uh, Minnesota Wild, and it's minus 145 for him to get an assist tonight. That's a good percentage. It's good, you know, that's a good price considering he's gotten an assist in eight of the last 10 games. Zuccarello has a power play point in three straight games. If you want power play point, you don't want to lay a point, uh, you don't want to take his overs uh, just to get a point period because it's way too big of a price. But if you want his over power play point or to get a power play point for Zuccarello, it's plus 138. Plus 135. It's a really good price uh, on that. So uh, Zuccarello, uh, I'd target him. Um, Sean Dursey for the LA Kings is on a little bit of a mini point streak. Three straight games uh, with at least a point for the LA Kings. Oh, and Arvidsson over shots on goal starting to trend up as well. So there's another one. But Dursey to get a point is plus 185 tonight. And again, he's gotten a point in three straight games, the blue liner for the LA Kings. So uh, again, great value on that, considering we've seen an uptick. He's getting the power play minutes. He's shooting the puck a little bit more. Uh, three and four shots in two of the last three games. Like I said, on a three-game point scoring streak, really great price considering that. Three-game point streak for Dursey, plus 185 tonight to get a point uh, in this game. So, again, another really good prop here on a game where we're going on a night where we're going to have a lot of props in play, which is going to make the bet cast even more exciting. Uh, tonight. All right, Vegas and Chicago. Golden Knights, Blackhawks. We've got Chicago, uh, or, or sorry, Vegas, minus 280, a road favorite, six and a half the total in this game. Um, this is one where, look, Chicago got the win against Toronto. They've had these instances where they have stepped up and they've played good hockey, but, you know, they're going to go with Morozik tonight. And yeah. so that takes that, that throws Chicago in the dumpster for me. You know, yeah. I want Chicago with Morozik and net. I want him with Stauber in net. Jackson Stauber's now four and one after that win against Toronto on Sunday night as a, a starting goaltender uh, for the uh, Blackhawks. That young kid's played well. I don't want to hear this nonsense about undrafted and played at Providence College and that BS. He's playing well right now. Throw those numbers and throw that, and he was not drafted and all that away right now. He's playing well for the Blackhawks, Stauber. But it won't be him in net tonight. It'll be Peter Morozik, and it'll be Laurent Brossois. Uh, here for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights tonight uh, with uh, obviously I think uh, Logan Thompson we know is still out indefinitely and Aiden Hill who's been starting lately for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights he didn't practice Monday he got nicked up in the Tampa Bay game he finished that game but apparently he was feeling sore yesterday and, and didn't practice and Bruce Cassidy said that uh, they're just going to give Aiden Hill a, a one game to at least 
to just sit out. He's not even going to dress tonight. So it's going to be Laurent Brossois uh, starting for the uh, Golden Knights. And Michael Hutchinson has been called up from Henderson, the Silver Knights, uh, in the AHL to be the backup for uh, Laurent Brossois tonight. So Hold on, Hutchinson about- and Mrazek in the same game? I'm having Leaf Two former Leaf goalies, yeah. both two spectacular former Leafs and net possibly if something were to happen to Brossois tonight. Yeah. So I am interested in the over. Brossois hasn't played in the NHL for a very long time. The problem is Vegas is not exactly a team that wants to play, you know, track meet hockey up and down. Uh, they did get into one of those games against Tampa Bay, but prior to that, you know, Vegas had been, you know, doing a pretty good job defensively. Uh, Chicago's gone over in three straight. I mean, I still think the over's a, a pretty decent look here. You know, at six and a half, I, I, I just based on the goaltending matchup, Brossois has been capable at times, but we haven't seen him up with the big club. And I think it's a telling sign that Aiden Hill, you know, they went out and got Aiden Hill in the offseason. Like Laurent Brossois was the backup to Thompson last year. They didn't feel good enough about Brossois that they brought in Aiden Hill. So there must be some belief with the management group, McCrimmon and McPhee upstairs for Vegas, that they just don't feel like Brossois is a consistently reliable backup tendy you know that that's my guess as to why they went out and got Aiden Hill so that's why I have my doubts you know and the one thing about Chicago is they can still score goals you know the over is appealing a little bit to me in this game uh between these two teams and as far as the props go I think Patrick Kane that was the game that reinvigorated him Toronto he knows now the talks and the scuttlebutt about him being dealt is back on now after that game against the Leafs on Sunday. And I think he's starting to feel it again. And it wouldn't surprise me to see him make an impact offensively tonight uh, in this hockey game uh, for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. If you actually look, uh, Kane also has gone over his shots on goal in three straight games. What's that mean? He's shooting the puck more. I think he wants to start scoring more. So, you know, Kane to get a goal, uh, probably worth a look tonight in this game at plus 250. Uh, And uh, shots on goal over... Uh, two, you could either go over two and a half, minus 175, minus 180, lay a big price, or some books have it at over three and a half, plus 125 for Patrick Kane. But I think anything Kane might be worth a look here tonight uh, in this hockey game. Uh, what else have we got here? Oh, Shea Theodore for the uh, Golden Knights on the blue line is on a three-game point streak, minus 125 to get a point tonight. Shea Theodore for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. I like that. For uh, Again, we're looking at undervalued. Uh, player props there's one for vegas because you're only laying a short price there minus 125 to get an assist is plus 120 he's also gotten an apple an assist in three straight games for the vegas golden knights coming into tonight so good looks there the athenasiu over shots on goal he's gone over that in three straight uh worth a look over two and a half is plus 145 it's a really good price on that because he hasn't been shooting the puck consistently but now all of a sudden athenasiu He's gone over that shots on goal prop in three straight games, and you're getting over two and a half at plus 145, a great price. Uh, Domi, uh, to get an assist for the uh, Blackhawks tonight. Playing great. That price is uh, plus 165. Domi uh, has gotten an assist in three straight games for Chicago. So you've got some real good prices, real good bargains for player props in this Golden Knights-Blackhawks game. Stark, what do you think here Vegas-Chicago? Vegas being 
at the top of the Pacific Division, despite their injuries, despite their kind of up and down season, it's pretty amazing. It really shows you the depth they have, great coaching, uh, and we know that they're going to empty the cupboards come trade deadline to really bolster up their roster before that playoff push with them being in the spot that they are in. Five wins in a row. They'll look to stay hot and keep that top spot. You know, you can't lose to the bottom feeding uh, Chicago Blackhawks. They got to get these wins. They got to keep these points going. Peter Morazic with in net uh, really scares me. Uh, three nine five goals against average. I just don't know if I can take Vegas. You know, in a regulation situation, again, these big numbers so they scare me so much. It's not worth it. But I like these these better teams to come out hard and fast early. So I'm going to like Vegas on the puck line for the first period, plus 115 is where I saw that. And I'm also going to take the over because both these goalies are going to stink and there's going to be lots of goals. So the over six and a half, I like that one as well. All right, like in the over here as well with Brossois and Mrazic, of course, being the uh, two goalies uh, here. Maybe Hutchinson, that. never know. Maybe come in halfway through the game. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, and by the way, uh, Marsh is so 70, uh, seven of the last 10 games, uh, he's gone over his shots on goal prop for Vegas. John Jonathan Marsh is so, and uh, two straight, he's gone over as well. John Masserol, as uh, Don Cherry once called him. I uh, yeah. always loved the old Don Cherry name pronunciation mistakes. And yeah, that was one of the classic ones. John Masserol. Uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. But yeah, uh, he's been trending with the uh, shots on goal as well uh, of late. So it's a good prop game. Again, we're going to have a lot of props in action. It's going to make the bet cast more more entertaining and more exciting tonight. Uh, That is for sure. All right, final game now of this Tuesday card. uh, Philadelphia Flyers, Edmonton Oilers. This will be the last game of our bet cast tonight. Edmonton minus 320, home favorites, seven the total. Uh, in this one, this is the end of the road trip for Philadelphia. It's been a long one. It's been a, well, it had been a very frustrating one the way it started in Seattle and Vancouver. They lost both of those games six to two, but uh, they took advantage of a Calgary team that finds ways to lose and give the Flyers credit. They were opportunistic. I don't know what Mackenzie Weger was doing on the fourth Philadelphia goal. He's way up at the blue line. He totally abandoned Nikita Zadorov, his defense partner there. And the next thing you know, Allison for the Flyers is all by his lonesome at the side of the net for the easiest fucking tap-in on Jacob Markstrom that you'll ever get for that 4-3 goal. I could have scored that goal, honestly. (laughs) He was so wide open. I just put my stick out as long as I don't fall down on my keister on skates, which is actually maybe asking a lot. uh, I probably would have been able to score there in that spot. But Allison was all by himself. It was so you can blame Markstrom all you want if you're if you're Calgary Flames fans, but he's got to get a little help from his team in front of him, and he didn't on that game-winning goal. Uh, and the Flyers, though, credit to them, four-three win over Calgary. Uh, they got good timely saves from Samuel Erson, uh, who was in net on the front end of the back-to-back last night for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, it looks like in this game tonight, it is going to be, uh, I would think, kind of hot in this game tonight for the uh, Flyers, although it hasn't been confirmed. It is going to be Stuart Skinner. Uh, Stuart Skinner back in net for the uh, Oilers tonight, giving Jack Campbell a bit of a break. I feel bad for Campbell. He's played well, Campbell, lately, but it's just that Colorado loss was a tough one. I think there were a couple of goals that beat him short side. You wish maybe he could have stopped them. But again, it was just it's a more of a product of Edmonton. Now, back-to-back games where they've struggled to protect and defend leads, and this is going to be the same old theme that we keep coming back to talking about with this Edmonton team. 
their ability to protect and play shutdown hockey uh, in a third period. And again, it has now been uh, something that has cost them uh, in two straight games here against the uh, Rangers and the Avalanche in that loss on Sunday as well. But certainly Edmonton back home now after these two uh, losses, they've lost now four in a row. The draw might be worth a look here, honestly. You know, you look at Philly, that game with Calgary almost went to overtime last night. Edmonton's played three straight games that have gone past regulation. So the draw, I'm going to sprinkle on that tonight in this game with the Flyers and the Oilers. Uh, the draw, which is currently um, in this game at plus 450 at Pinnacle uh, for the draw with the uh, Flyers and the Oilers. Why not? Why not? They've been the kings of going past regulation lately, uh, the Edmonton Oilers. So uh, plus 450. They don't seem to be winning games easily, if at all, uh, but based on the fact they've lost four in a row, five of the last. Just like They're scoring. Offense isn't the issue. But uh, these games that they've lost, I mean, they beat Ottawa 6-3, but the loss to Montreal, they give up six, five to Detroit, five to the Rangers, six to Colorado. But in those games, they scored two. And then the last three games, they scored four, four, and five, which is also why they're trending over the total. I, I kind of want to take the over, but I'm not taking it at seven. We do have a bet cast tonight. What we're going to do is we're going to wait. Maybe this is a 0-0 game after the first yep. 10 minutes or so. The total will drop to six and a half. Maybe even like the Anaheim-Florida game yesterday, Stark. That game, with the total was seven. I was able to get on a five and a half with the live total wow. in that Anaheim-Florida game uh, yesterday. Uh, and uh, maybe we get that here. And that's what I'm going to look for. This is a perfect opportunity to bet the total live as opposed to pregame. Because I don't want it at seven. Let's see if we get a six and a half or maybe even a five and a half during the game. And then I'll jump on uh, a live over uh, at that point. And as far as props go for this one, uh, the Nuge has an assist in seven of the last 10 games. And Zach Hyman has an assist in seven of the last 10 games. Let me see what the Nuge point prop is because Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been just piling up the points every single game. It might be a little too expensive, but we'll see. Uh, it's minus... Uh, Actually, it's not that. It's over one and a half now at plus 140. So they've adjusted it to one and a half. It's still not a bad look, but to get an assist, Nugent Hopkins uh, in this game, oh, it's pretty pricey. So if you're going to bet, it's minus 185. So if you're going to bet mm -hmm. that, you got to look uh, at putting it in a parlay of some kind. Zach Hyman, your former Leaf, you know him very well, Stark. Zach Hyman, seven of the last 10 games, he has an assist for the Edmonton Oilers. His assist prop is only minus 120. So that's a good look, in my opinion, tonight. Zach Hyman assist. Now, he's obviously a capable goal scorer, too, but the assist prop in particular, he's been setting up his line mates uh, lately, Zach Hyman, quite well. So keep an eye on that. Uh, definitely Zach Hyman assist, minus 120. Looks like a, a good prop look in this game. Uh, so uh, that's definitely a couple that I would uh, be considering here as far as uh, props uh, are concerned. Uh, uh, Stark, what do you think here? Final game, Flyers, yep. Oilers. And I feel like we talked about this the last time I was on the show just before the holidays and uh, the Oilers and their run and gun offense and how good it is. But the problem was goaltending. They have no goaltending. They can't get it. They lose four in a row uh, right now, and all of those games hit the over. Uh, it's just their style of play. It's the way they're going to play. It's what's hurt them in the playoffs the last few years, and, and it's continuing to be an issue for them. Uh, having said that, seven is just too big of a number. I agree. And it's I'm kicking myself right now because I saw it this morning at six and a half. It quickly changed to seven. Um, so I did not grab it. I should have. I like what you're going to do here. 
wait till the live in game, wait five minutes in, 10 minutes in, see what it's like, see if you can get it down at six and possibly even lower uh, because there are going to be goals eventually because this Flyers team should not and cannot keep up with the Oilers. Now, the pregame bet I like for this one is actually Oilers puck line. I think it's minus 125, 130. Uh, I think the Oilers need a win and need a big win. Finally coming back home, being able to play in front of their own crowd. They're going to have that juice to get going, and hopefully they can put a lot of pucks in the net in the second and third period, hitting that late in-game over as well as getting a puck line win for them too. Uh, McDavid's going to come out. I like uh, I like him to do a lot. I like the Hyman prop as well. He's playing good. And the thing I like about, I like about Nugent Hopkins is they are loading up on that top line, and the defenses need to play against them. A team like Philadelphia that's not deep, two, three lines deep. They can't compete with the Oilers' second line. So Nugent Hopkins is going to get lots of looks. He's going to get shots, and he's going to be able to make plays to get points. So I like that one as well. Yeah, this could be a game where, uh, while I did sprinkle draw plus 450, I am a little concerned that there's four straight losses. They come back home, and they bury this tired Philly team. It is back-to-back. It's the end of the road trip for the Flyers. Maybe they just run out of gas tonight. They get ambushed. That could be the case that because they go home to play Montreal on Friday uh, after this. But uh, that does concern me. Uh, but again, Edmonton just hasn't been. They've been giving up so many goals. They haven't won yeah. any games easily. So this still could end up being you know, a, a tight game when it's all said and done. But a uh, good prop. By the way, I misspoke on the Hyman assist prop. He's actually gotten an assist in five straight games. Ooh, so it's even stronger. So minus 120 to minus 125. For Zach Hyman to get an assist, and he's had one in five straight games. And you know why he's had an assist in five straight games? Because Leon Dreisaitl is on his line, and he's been setting up the big German. That's exactly what he's been doing. Uh, and because Dreisaitl is on a four-game goal-scoring streak uh, coming into this game for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Now, unfortunately, if you bet the goal prop for Dreisaitl, you don't get a great price. It's like plus right. 100, minus 125 even in some spots. But you know, if you're looking for something that's a, maybe a, not a sure thing, but pretty damn good percentage, it happens. Four straight games with a goal for Dreisaitl. Uh, you could obviously go in that uh, direction. Maybe tonight. a power play goal for Dreisaitl. Yeah. Yeah. I like Warren Fogle, Stark. Warren Fogle's playing on the top line with Connor. And yet, why the fuck is Yessa Puliarvi still playing on the top line? I can't put a puck in the ocean right now. And I like yeah. Jay Woodcroft. Pains me to criticize the guy. I think he's very bright. He's not bright letting that fucking guy take a spot on the top line doing absolutely dick all they're trying shit. to do they're trying to do what they always do with crosby right put a couple no-name guys and crosby elevates them all the way up they're trying to do that with mcdavid they just can't seem to find the right combo was it dry sidle no hyman it, nothing's really worked with mcdavid which i feel bad for him because he's having a, an absolute career year right now yeah they're, they're sell what's to sell this is, this is basically selling an old jalopy in the in car terms that's what they're selling right now with Yessa Pugliari. He's done squat. He had that one fight in the L.A. game. That way I give him credit for that. He dropped the gloves in that one game. Shows a little metal. I like that. But offensively, I mean, you're playing with Connor McDavid. You know, you could make a scarecrow score some goals or get yes. a point for crying out loud playing with him. Uh, my goodness. Uh, and Yessa Pugliari, this is ridiculous. I mean, uh, at this point in time. Now, he does have a, a point in two straight games and assist. So let's see if he starts to heat up. But I'm talking about goal scoring in particular. I mean, he's got one goal for the Edmonton Oilers in the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games, and he's played most of those up on the top line. So uh, he's got to pick it up. You're playing with Connor McDavid. You should be able to accidentally score some goals, accidentally collect a bunch of points. But 
hasn't been the case. Fogel's been the one that's been more uh, trustworthy. And Fogel, like I said, is starting to show some life here for this uh, Oilers team. Uh, going into the game tonight, if you look at Fogel's numbers, uh, he has two goal. He got two goals against Colorado, uh, and he's now on the top line, and he's got three points now in the last two games. So whatever you can find for Fogel, and he's plus 400, actually, to score a goal tonight. So it's a really good uh, value there for Fogel. Uh, to find the back of the net tonight. All right, great stuff. We'll wrap it up. It's been a long show, but a great card. Betcast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you join us for that. Hit the like button. Reminder, patreon.com slash iceguys. Uh, just $10 a month. Uh, our a daily betting card posted there. Goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings, and more. We're going to have the NHL broadcaster, TV broadcaster rankings. Every team in the league, 32 down to number one, courtesy of me. We'll post that video uh, on the Patreon page on Thursday. That was a lot of fun doing that, and we will post it later this week for our Patreon subscribers. Again, just $10 a month, patreon.com slash iceguys. We'll be back to wrap it up with best bets right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ice guys that's promo code ice guys all one word i-c-e-g-u-y-s at manscaped.com if my math is correct that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com using the promo code ice guys you get the performance package 4.0 it is a game changer the lawnmower 4.0 it takes care of this among other things uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, make uh, part of the package that you get with your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant, keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about, and manscaped.com can help you out with that. So make sure you take advantage of this. Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we are back here on the Ice Guys and ready to wrap it up with best bets, but we're not done for the day. Make sure you're back with us tonight for the BetCast live at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Stark, what do you got for us for best bet? 
Yeah, I'm going back to the first game that we did discuss today, and that is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Anaheim is going into Tampa Bay. We talked about them coming off, you know, two losses, Arizona and Vegas. Probably not happy, but a good veteran group. So my best bet is that Tampa Bay is going to come out red hot in the first period. I'm taking the Lightning puck line in the first period. Minus 125 is what I saw it at. All right, there we go. Liking the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning to start strong. Minus a half, minus 125 against Anaheim. First period puck line for Stark with his uh, best bet. My best bet for this uh, Tuesday card. Uh, lots to choose from, but we're going to go back to the well with, you guessed it, another Vancouver Canuck over. Shocker. Uh, Vancouver and Nashville over six and a half, minus 130. Uh, I think we see goals. Don't look now. UC Soros is not playing nearly as well uh, of late. Four plus goals allowed in three of his last four starts. Uh, it's actually been an over-series history with Vancouver and Nashville. I forgot to mention that, actually, when we were talking about this game. Uh, the over has been very strong. These two straight meetings have gone uh, over the total uh, between these two teams. Uh, even in the longer term, uh, we have seen 11-3 and to the over in the last 14 head-to-head -head meetings, 5-2 and to the over uh, in the last seven meetings in Nashville between the Canucks and Predators. Look for more of the same tonight. Vancouver, Nashville, over six and a half, minus 130 for my best bet for this Tuesday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. Uh, and we'll see you tonight for the BetCast. DM me or email bobano350 at gmail.com to join us for that. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday. 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live for Stark. Jo thank you, Ian Starkman. I should throw out his real name every now and thank then you. for yeah. joining us. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday. Enjoy your, the games and good luck. We'll see you for the BetCast, 7 p.m. Eastern tonight. Presented by National Hockey Now.